All right, guys, welcome to episode eight of the Self Love Effect podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings. And before we start this week's episode, please stay tuned to the very end because we will be announcing the winners of the Body Positivity Self Love Challenge. All right, so before we even go any further, you guys know the drill. I want you guys to close your eyes and repeat after me. I love myself. I love myself. I am enough. I am beautiful. My life is worthy. My body is worthy. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. (sighs) Okay. I promise I won't um, do no, uh, what is it? Sexy hotline today, like (laughs) last week's, I mean, uh, episode seven. So, but anyway, um, this week I have with me a friend, a life coach who I met at the gym. And funny story is when I first met her, the first conversation we ever had, normally, you know, you're in the gym with people and you kind of just give them the nod and smile, but you never really engage them. Um, at least not always. Right. But anyway, so I had seen her and her newborn and I walked over to her and I just at that point in my life, I was already healing. So it kind of just like I said, whatever came to my heart. And I feel like being a mom, I'm like, you know, I just need to tell her this. And, you know, I went up to her and I had asked her if it was her first because it did not look like it. I mean, it came so natural to her. It was just so graceful. And I mean, she just radiated the sunshine. Um, and that kind of just like sparked a conversation and went from there. But I mean, honestly, you guys, if you guys ever have something on your heart that you want to share with somebody, do it. You don't know whose life, you whose day you might make or, you know, you don't know what that person might be going through in that moment. Um, but anyway, so from there, I just, you know, we just talked and, you know, I stalked on Instagram a bit and like I did the last few days, but she's just a beautiful person inside and out. And she has this remarkable journey, um, of healing and still healing, but also self-love and just these life experience that has shaped her into the person she is today. She's an incredible wife and mom and I'm sure sister and daughter. So join me as I welcome today, Tawny. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I'm just so happy to have you here. First of all, I want to thank you for having me. Uh, It's a huge honor when you asked me to be on the show. I was just honored. You've had so many strong, beautiful women already on this show. A piece of me didn't feel up to par. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Well, I don't know, but, um, and it's so funny that you mentioned that conversation, our first conversation at the gym, because I remember it clearly. I even remember which box I was in. (laughs) I was over over in box one (laughs) at the gym and my, my little guy, he was only a few months old, was in his little seat. And uh, you did, you had asked, is he your first? And I said, yeah. And with so many insecurities at the time as a new mom. And you said, oh, I would have never guessed. It comes so naturally. You seem so comfortable. And I went home that day and I told my husband and I cried. And it was just (laughs) the sweetest thing I could have heard at the time because you just have so many doubts as a new mom. And it was definitely, I was still learning a lot. And so 
you're right. You never know who's having right. a rough day or you, something on your heart might be on your heart for a reason. And right. there's, you should speak up for sure. Cause yeah. that's almost my little guy's going to be two in May. And I still remember that conversation. And like it was so yesterday. Cute. Oh my God. I just want to squeeze him. <laughs> Thank you. I think so too. <laughs> You're like, yeah. He hey, looks Lil, nothing Lil, like I me too. So, I know. <laughs> so I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> Daddy's jeans are dominant, dominant <laughs> yes. by far. That Puerto Rican. See what happens when you marry a Latin? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So I, I just want you to share your journey. I know, I know being a life coach, but we'll get into, um, you know, you, you can hit on that, you know, after you share your journey. I just feel like there's been a few times in your life where you've either had scares or kind of, you know, God was just telling you, Hey, like this moment in time, you know, I'm going to put you through this trial. You're going to get through it. It might not seem like it now. Um, but you know, you've shared little, little tidbits with, you know, your, um, FFI family and, you know, I'm sure other people in your life, but, um, just start wherever you're comfortable and then we'll just go from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny, actually, the the life coaching stemmed from probably my first most difficult obstacle, which was um, back in 2011, I had got injured at work and um, which workers comp is a nightmare to begin with. But I had damaged all the nerves and tendons in both of my arms. <sighs> So from about an inch above both of my elbows all the way down to my hands were basically paralyzed, both of them. I was only 22 at the time. Uh, I had just bought my house all by myself. I was super proud. But it was devastating because I could not vacuum. I couldn't wipe off my counters. I couldn't dress myself. I couldn't shower. I couldn't drive. I remember the most painful thing was trying to put on deodorant, (laughs) just the way I had to bend my wrist. Um, It went on for about a year and a half because it was through workers comp and, you know, trying physical therapy. They, you know, they do everything they can to keep it as cheap as possible Um, or make not their fault, (laughs) you know, (laughs) probably not their fault then. But, um, so it went on for about a year and a half. I saw so many different doctors. Uh, the surgery was going to be four separate surgeries and it was going to be a two year recovery plan, but they refused to do it because of my age, because I was so young. Yeah. Um, they were basically going to have to pull all the tendons and nerves out of the bottom of my arm and reattach them to the top of my arm to bring them back to life. So I ended up going, going to therapy because, and honestly, I feel any physical disability or, um, injury ends up being more of a mental and emotional struggle and obstacle course more than it does physically. Yeah. I mean, I was, like I said, I was 22 at the time and they told me I'd never use my hands again. The... (sighs) Um, I am actually labeled 26% disabled. So I am considered disabled because of that, those injuries. Oh my gosh. So that's how they ended it. A year and a half later, uh, I lost my job because I could physically no longer physically do it. I had this house that I had a mortgage all by myself. Um, I I was single at the time 
And uh, they told me I'd never use my arms again. So that is actually, while I was in counseling and therapy, just to help me emotionally figure out where do I go now? Yeah. Um, And what was funny is at the time, what hit me the most was I always knew I wanted to be a mom. (laughs) And all I could think was I'm never going to be able to hold my baby. Yeah. And um, so it was emotionally, like I said, very difficult. And um, I had a therapist that we just clicked. I mean, when, when I would go see her, it was just having a conversation with a friend and um, she totally understood where I was coming from, but she knew that I internally, deep down, I, I was strong somewhere. I, I'd been strong. And yeah. um, through the therapy, she had actually said, you should be a life coach. And I, I never knew what a life coach was. And uh, But I was also starting this new path of where do I go? How do you, how do you live life? You know, 22 years, you've had your arms yeah. and hands and and um, and I could use them. Uh, it's it's almost hard to explain. They were almost just dead, though. If if that even makes sense, I could lift them. Um, it was very painful. I I remember I couldn't uh, rest my hands on my hips. Uh, like little things like that were just yeah. very painful and very difficult. Um, so I started looking into life coaching a little bit more and. Um, for anyone that's not familiar with a life coach, it is very similar to a therapist or a counselor. Yeah. Um, a lot of times when you're in therapy or counseling, um, the therapist at the time, will, whatever's going on in your life at that time, they try to pinpoint what happened in the past Mm -hmm. to where it stemmed from or where it's, you know, it evolved or what might be sparking it now in your present. Right. A life coach takes what's going on in your present. So any obstacle, um, honestly, any type of confusion, any anything that you uncertainty that you have, um, or any type of goals that you might want to achieve, achieve, and it's very it's future based. Okay. So it's okay. This is what's happening now. We don't look into the past. How are we going to get you out of it? What's the next step? What, what do we want to do moving forward? What, what's your goal? What motivates you? You know, how are we going to get there? And just you coach them through life, really. Yeah. Um, and some are honestly, I have, I've had clients in the past that are just weight loss clients. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, it's inside of them, whatever they want, whether it's weight loss, um, you know, building a career, working yeah. on relationships, whatever it may be, it is inside of you. Right. It's just finding it. Yeah. And so... Um, I did. I went and I got licensed as a life coach. And that is actually the same year I started CrossFit. Okay. (laughs) So I was depressed Mm -hmm. um, for the first three years. Sorry, for the first three months when they told me, you know, don't use your, you can't use your arms, your hands. That's it. Yeah. I was thinking, what, okay, you want me to be a professional soccer player? I've never played soccer in my life. I have a house, you know, I'm, I'm, in my early twenties, I need to build a life. And, um, so for the first three months I was very depressed, very depressed. And that's when I got into, um, counseling just for help. And then I started working out, um, on my own, doing whatever I could, mostly lower body, obviously, because I didn't have an upper body to use at the time. Yeah. Running squats, whatever I could do just for mental therapy. And then, um, I had a friend introduce me to CrossFit. She said, you know, it accommodates all 
right. people, all ages, all everything. Yeah, it, it can accommodate. And I, I kept putting it off. I said, heck no, thinking like, are you trying to damage the other half of my body? Like, what are you thinking? I don't need my legs to right? go either. <laughs> and um, so I ended up finally going and I did accommodate. I was, I was slowly building my upper body strength and other movements though. And building that strength took a lot of relief and stress off of my wrists and my forearms and my hands. Yeah. And um, I cleaned up my diet, which was never really <laughs> terrible because I, I played sports all through high school. I was a volleyball player and um, always pretty active. And um, I always struggled with my weight to begin with. At the time, I didn't know I had thyroid issues. but So I always ate really healthy. I did the best that I could to work out and be active. I was always a bigger girl. Um, but... So I cleaned up my diet even more. Um, For me, it was like eliminating dairy and it just the inflammation in my arms and hands went down drastically. The inflammation in um, my whole body (laughs) went down drastically. Yeah. Actually, side note, just because it's kind of funny and random. Growing up, I couldn't say my R's. Everyone thought I was from New York until I was 22. Uh Uh-huh. And it was because dairy? dairy swells my vocal cords. <laughs> so anyways, oh people, I went to speech therapist after speech therapist and to the point where I just started telling people I was from Staten Island because I sounded like I was from New York. <laughs> Here I am 20 looking stupid. I was like, people <laughs> no, probably no. think I was just like, I felt I was, it was an insecurity of mine. Yeah. Big time until I owned it. And then I owned it and I, oh yeah, I'm from Staten Island. I'm from New Jersey. Like whatever it was. Cause oh my- But when I cleaned up my diet, um, my vocal, the, it goes away. Like, so just come to find out anyways. So that's how much people, I mean, nutrition plays a huge role in, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm an advocate for sure. Just your mental health, your sleep schedule, your physically everything. I think that's like one of those, and not just emotionally, I was reading, um, actually I was listening to a doctor because I listen to a lot of body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. um, bench eating, you know, for recovery purposes and also like just to gain insight. But I, in my handy dandy notebook over here, I was, I was kind of like in shock the other day because I was listening to her. Let me see if I can find it. I was listening to her talk and she was talking about how, um, you can eat the best you, you can, your diet can be on point. Um, you know, all the bre- best foods, but, um, that if we don't, if an emotional, it, it also takes an emotional toll. I'm trying to find that page. Um, I know I have it around here somewhere. I have so many darn notes. Um, but she was saying that it affects, depending on what you're going through in life or if you're stressed out, if you're suffering from body dysmorphia um, because you're so stressed, you know, you're so like caught up in the moment about your body. She was saying that 85 to 90 percent of our digestion of food, of the dissimulation of nutrients is controlled by your mind. So your mind literally drives the ability from when you put the food into your mouth to when you actually get it to your cells and get that nutrition. So if you're all worked up about your body image, stress, work-related you know, whatever you're going through in life, that it affects the emotions, which then affects the digestion that we can lose up to 80 
five to 90% of your nutrition. And that is why nine to 10 diets fail. That's insane. That's so interesting. But you know, believable. Honestly, it really is. The mind is just it's so powerful. It's It's our computer. Yeah, it is. It it and and you know, and that's it just works all together. But that's why you know, having the proper nutrients and you know, the proper sleep schedule, but also being so sound, like, you know, full of positivity. And that's why like people like to throw self-love around, but it goes deeper than just saying, Oh my God, I love myself. It's because it's really Mm -hmm. your mind. You're constantly putting that positive feedback. Hey, I love myself, but your mind is, you know, Oh, okay. So she's, he or she is in a positive, you know, you know, um, mindset. Yeah. Mindset. And so everything just comes together. If you know, you're feeling yourself, not just with food, but with positive affirmations, feedback, you know, you're talking to yourself journaling, but it all plays this big role in the mind. Yeah. I mean, you can unlock so much. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what you're getting to unlocking. Yeah. um, It was a a journey to get there for sure. Um, so anyways, the dairy affects yeah. my body differently. <laughs> so than now that we know her uh, so secret now, identity. <laughs> now that I'm speaking properly. <laughs> uh, so I started anyway. Yeah. So I started building my upper body strength. Um, I was slowly, I started, you know, cleaning up my diet based on my body. Everybody's different. Yeah. Um, and the inflammation went down drastically. There were still things I couldn't do. Um, but pushups I had to do on my fists. I wasn't able to bend my, my wrists or arms. I did handstand pushups on my fists. Um, I couldn't do wall balls cause of the, the impact, impact on my hands. So I'd just do like dumbbell thrusters or, uh, so I really fell in love with the sport. Um, and then with my life coaching, I really wanted to focus on athletes through rehab, uh, just cause I, I felt that self-doubt and thinking, uh, you know, again, I was a volleyball player. I was active and thinking, how am I 22? And I'm, I'm no longer allowed to be active. I can't work. I can't. Oh, I I thought my life was over. I didn't see the point. So this is ridiculous. And early twenties, you know, our minds all over the place. Yes. You're trying to come into whoever Mm -hmm. you're supposed to be at the time. And so I started life coaching. Um, I always did it on the side. I never wanted it to be um, something I was dependent on because I wanted to be able to remain genuine and yeah. there for my clients. Right. And so I always had a few um, clients that I really just stuck with and kept with. And again, um, some of them were relationships, um, nutrition, weight, it's just really goal setting. It's, it's what your major goal is and helping them get there. And um, it's funny, sometimes I think becoming a life coach uh God chose to throw a lot of obstacles at me. (laughs) (laughs) She can handle this. Okay. So, um, that was in 2011. And then, um, in 2015, I, uh, found out I had cancer and the, the journey of it was so bizarre because, um, it was skin cancer And I remember I had a mark on my leg that I'd always had. And randomly one day, my little sister says, that looks different. You should get it checked out. And it's not, I love my little sister. This is nothing against her in any means. Um, She's my best friend. She's incredible, but very rare. Do I just listen to what she tells me to do? Right. It was (laughs) kind of like, okay. It was so, yeah, I don't remember scheduling the appointment. I don't, I mean, it was definitely, I feel like, um, 
I almost feel like I watched it happen. That, Like uh, you were on the sidelines? Yeah, because I, I, I don't remember scheduling the appointment. I don't even remember going to the doctors. And so I had one initial surgery um, to biopsy it. And then um, I'll never forget 11.45 at night. I was asleep. They left me a voicemail. Uh, Tawny, your results came back positive. You do have cancer. We'll bring you in next week for a second surgery. And I remember waking up for work, listening to it, thinking, what? Like, it was the most, it was the most, and at this time, I think I'm 25, still young, still trying to be healthy, still working out and eating. I'm like, what the heck? Like, it was hard because like, why you know, me? It was a total why me, and 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 I feel selfish saying that because it you know it ended up being a total blessing, and I was trying to think. One of my first initial thoughts was, okay, well, okay, if I have cancer, then I I'm going to be able to relate a lot better to cancer patients. Maybe I can help them with life coaching. That's the route I took because <laughs> I was trying to stay you so were trying, positive. positive. You were trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I was really trying. And I remember I woke up and I got ready for work and I went to work and I didn't tell anyone except for my assistant at the time. And uh, her um, sister happened to work in a dermatology office. I told her what type of cancer I had. And I remember her face when she told me, so Tanya, that's the most aggressive one out there. Yeah. Like that's probably the worst one you could have. And I was thinking, you know, just trying not to think right. honestly, because your mind is powerful and it could go so many ways. And, um, I really enjoyed the people I worked with. So that's why I went to work that day. And I focused on the laughs and the office and I loved my job. So focused on my job, but I remember waking up the next day thinking, was that a dream? Did yesterday really happen? And um, so that was really tough. And they scheduled me for surgery right away. Uh, they took out a good, good portion of my left thigh. Uh, I had a big, like, visible dent in it. So I could no longer work out upper, lower body, which oh. for me was my the one thing I really still had going for me. <laughs> like, and it was, it was just, it was, it was a very difficult time and, uh, it took about six months to get back. And when I, prior to that, while I was crossfitting by then I had been crossfitting for what, four or five years, I got really into powerlifting and strongman. Sorry, competing. I can see that. Yeah. I see that. So I got, Super um, strong mentally and physically. So. <laughs> So it was neat to find something, you know, find yeah. something that was mine and almost rare because at that time it's more popular now, but women doing strongman competitions. Or right, right. It was not was, something you really like, yeah. oh, like, no, more like it was, I know, like, even when I was still in high school and college, it was more like the fitness, like the <laughs> physique. physique. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not the strong. And this is only audio, but I'm not a physique. <laughs> I'm oh not a God, physique model. She's pregnant. Okay. I, am, I was actually. not going to announce it to him, but she is pregnant. So she's not allowed to say that. Yes. I am currently almost six months pregnant. Yeah. So. 
But um, so, yeah, I got really into strongman and powerlifting and uh, powerlifting for anyone that doesn't know is squats, deadlifts and bench press. So it's a lot of lower body. Oh, it's my favorite. I have such uh, I'm so biased, but I mean, Olympic lifts, kudos to everybody that can. (laughs) It is very difficult. It is. But something about the bench, the squat and the deadlift, it is hard. Mm -hmm. It is taxing mentally. It's just. You have every little thing has to come together. When I bench here, like I hit 170 the other day. Oh, nice. And I was, but you have to feel it. The bracing of the core, like every muscle Mm -hmm. is engaged. If my lats are not in place, if I feel them like just tweaked a little bit, I'm like, nope, can't pull this down. I'm going to pull out my whole shoulder. (laughs) But the deadlift, nothing more empowering. I don't know freaking taking something off the ground and spinning it back down again. (laughs) And the squats, the squats, I've never been very strong at that's like my like i'm like Mm -hmm. i go back and forth but because i am quad dominant but i could totally see you doing like all that i loved it it is the best i'm glad you can agree because most people are like well it's olympic lift i was like no i suck at snatching okay i don't care let me go with where i'm dominant (laughs) power lifting and strongman was just always my favorite and i was winning competitions that is so cool it was just it was empowering and it's it's really neat to find obviously any person loves finding something they're really good at yeah and um so that so yeah having leg surgery was just you know i look at it though and this is where I say it's so weird because I don't remember scheduling the appointment. I don't remember even going to the doctors. Like I just almost watched it happen. Or I feel like I was on like one of those hoverboards or something. Yeah. And and God was just pushing like me where I needed experience. to go. It really was. And um, they said if I would have waited four days, it would have, they said about four days, it would have gotten into my lymph nodes. And because it was high enough in my thigh that it would have been a totally different story. I guess it was leaking. Well, little sisters are right? a grace. I can oh, say that. I love my little sisters. Kim just... was the first person that caught me with my eating disorder. Yeah, and she was, right. I hated her. I pinned her against the wall. I tried to choke her out. Mm-hmm. And I told her I was going to kill her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she, yeah, God sent for yeah. sure. Little sisters. <sighs> they yeah, really that's... are. And it's funny because I've probably given my sister such hard times too. But deep down, I I'm like, I want to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> Here you are four years younger than me. <laughs> but I do. Oh, my uh-huh. gosh. She's very, she's uh-huh. pretty incredible. So that's amazing. Uh, so, yeah, I went through that. That was in August. And then um, prior to going live right now, you mentioned a car accident. The following January, I got in a car accident um, on the way to work and <clears throat> um, ended up in on, got ran off the road overcorrected, ended up in oncoming traffic oh. on the two-lane highway out to Palmdale oh. at 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, ended up overcorrecting again, going off into an embankment. And um, I went up, and my car was on the left. So I ended up with a, a really bad concussion, and I damaged my left shoulder. Muscle damage, tissue damage, all kinds of things. Um, so they had to take me out, out work. I had to recover from that. That... But then that took out my upper body. <laughs> like, still, here I am, You're still like, trying to cross taking away everything from me. <laughs> and I was all, oh my goodness. And it was, again, I feel, I feel so selfish, but it was definitely a, a why me? Are you kidding me? I'm just trying to be a good person. I'm trying to help people. I'm trying. And, and so I obviously had days where I would just cry. Yeah. I was just, I was angry. I was so angry because 
when you are just trying to do the right thing or right. trying to be a good person and you feel like you're getting hit left and right. And, but it, it's weird. I'd go through all of it again because all of that may, did make me a lot stronger. Um, I remember I felt like I couldn't share it for the longest time that I couldn't share that I was depressed, that I couldn't share that, well, what's the point in going on? That yeah. I couldn't share. And it was so silly too, but through, through a lot of this, I was single. I was single a good chunk of my life. I wasn't, I never, I never dated a lot. It wasn't, it wasn't that I didn't want to, but I was, my mom says I was just always more mature for my age. And yeah. To, you know, but I think not just being a female, everyone, you always want to find that person. Right. And so yeah. everything ties into it when you're depressed. I, you know, I had a physical injury, but I was like, well, why can't I find anyone? Or, uh, you know, why do I have the thyroid issue mm-hmm. and I can't lose weight? And I got All in the, the car accident and I had of. cancer and I had the, and so I totally had those moments. I'm not going to act like it, I was just a strong person through all of it. And, um, I became really, you know, strong in my faith. And at that point it was almost all I had to lean on. And I continued to work out whatever I could. It was, you know, sometimes just being at the gym, you don't even have to be doing anything, but for me, for me personally, it's a, it's a mental release and, um, just a sense of security. And so I eventually recovered from all of that, all those injuries. And again, I would go through it again, like with the cancer, I get monitored every six months. I get a full body scan, which to me is a total blessing in disguise. We live in Southern California. I mean, the sun is there. I've never had a sunburn in my life. I'm Italian. So I just, just, it was so bizarre to end up with the most severe skin cancer you could have and to have, you know, so much of my leg removed. But, um, but again, I get monitored every six months for the rest of my life. My family has has the same benefit. I don't know, but just because I had it, yes. they get monitored. And so um, little things like that. Also, recovering from the inner injury, it's helped me learn different ways to accommodate workouts. And um, I recently got my uh, CrossFit yes, congratulations. trainer cert. So I'm a level one CrossFit trainer, which is neat because uh, – I love helping people. And I remember when I was in therapy back in the very beginning and um, when the therapist was saying, well, what do you want to do? And all I kept saying, I don't know. All I've ever wanted to do is help people. That's all I know. I just want to help people. And I think there is no individual on this planet that could say life's easy. I mean, there's easy days. There's easy moments. And it's just my biggest thing is if we could just all agree that life is rough, and actually come together. I played sports growing up. Rather than so competing. Thinking, oh my goodness, 100%. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine how powerful mm-hmm. we could all be and how different the world would be if it was just really, and I see that so much more as a mom now too, because motherhood is a whole different park. Yeah, it is. Like it's, it's its own it really roller coaster. Is. And, and it's not part. talked about yeah. enough, I don't no. think. Um so I really see it becoming a mom, but that was my biggest thing is it's just life's rough and we've all had our own obstacles, but we could all, and so I, I just want to help people. I just want to <laughs> help people. And that's where she came up with, you know, you should be a life coach. And, um, so with the injuries and the accidents and the, um, my, you know, little things, my work was not accommodating when I got into that 
car accident. Yeah. It was actually quite a nightmare. So it's just work struggles, life struggles, family struggles. My biggest thing was just, let's just figure it all out together. We're all in this thing called life together. Right. Let's figure it yeah, out we're together. All, <laughs> we're all breathing here. Yeah. We're all walking the same earth. Um, but you're right. If we could just all, and that's what I was telling you earlier before we even started. It was like, if we can just not just agree, but stop competing and use this wasteless energy mm-hmm. at all the time. And it's funny because it's not, and I said this the other the other episode, but it's never a competition. So you're just competing in your own head. Yeah. Infecting your mind with negativity, mm-hmm. thinking, well, I went to this school, so it's better. Like, yeah. Why don't you just lift up the man or woman that you're that's speaking to you mm-hmm. and just, you know, encourage them, clap for them. You know, I say, you know, we say all the time, like clap for yourself, because in reality, in this life, who's going to clap for you? Because we, we see it all the time. There's more negativity being dished out daily than positivity. Mm-hmm. And it's very rare. The positive person you come across, that's being authentic. That mm-hmm. really means it. And like, you're one of those people that I'm like, Oh, she really means it mm-hmm. like very sincere, like trying to always help people. Um, and I, you know, I, I think, you, you know, making that decision just recently and, you know, you have a new path and I think you're going to be great. It, I mean, it yes. suits you. And I don't think anyone can do it. It really just, it not anyone can just, you know, Oh, I want to do this. Like being a coach of any sort, it takes passion in helping people at the end of the day, empowering people, hoping for the best and trying to make them stronger physically, but mentally in that emotional connection that you have. And we were talking about that Saturday. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. I think emotional coaching, like whether you're doing, you know, being a CrossFit coach, but having that emotional connection that you'll be able to build with, you know, the, the other athletes, that's a big one because we suffer every day as human beings. Some everyone, everyone wakes up in the morning and not that we're negative, you know, cause you know, we're talking about self-love here, but, <laughs> um, there might be not every day we're going to crush it. We might mm-hmm. feel a certain way. And, you know, just to talk about that or, you know, bring it to light, you know, and you know, your life coaching can play such a big mm-hmm. role in that in healing. Um, cause we all, and there's so many moms that work out and I feel like mm-hmm. us moms, we need a lot of healing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We put too much pressure, unwanted pressure on ourselves to be perfect, to be better, to, you know, we play the comparison game. We try not to, mm-hmm. but it's hard with social media and these society and these perfect photos. And that's why I'm to the point where, well, if my table's a mess, I'm still going <laughs> to take a picture. Like I'm not going to throw everything to the floor. Like this is my life. I'm- these are my kids. <laughs> Um, that's how I am. And I laugh and in the back of my head, I'm thinking, Oh my goodness, I'm probably getting judged by so many people. Yeah, right I'm now, like, but it is whatever. what it is. And- my kids love me. And that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing is your son loves you. You know, your husband loves you. That's the only thing that matters mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Like my kids know I love them. They love me. And even when I'm having a bad day, Lincoln's like, mm-hmm. and Lincoln is the one that senses it first. He's like, mom, you're a good mom. I love you. You're the best oh, mom. And I'm just like, I'm doing something right. You need to hear that. I told one of the members at the gym the other day, um, she was frustrated with one of her lifts. I I think, I don't think it was as heavy as she was used to or something. And all I said was, and it's not even at the gym. It's it's like what you're saying with the mom, being a mom in life, anyone, you don't have to be a mom, but you're 100% today 
will look totally different than your 100% tomorrow. Right. But if you're given 100%, it's not going to be consistent. It's based on things that happen, how you're feeling, where your mental state is, on little things. Did, did your kids drive you nuts this morning? Did you get yeah. enough sleep? Do you have a lot on your to-do list? Or is the house perfectly clean and everything's done and you can relax? I mean, that's where you're 100. As long right. as you're giving 100%, it's going to look different day to day. Right. So if right. a lift is a little bit lighter Monday than it you know, was last Monday, it's still your 100%. Right. You're still working your muscles. You're right. still pushing your body to its limits, you know, to gain strength and to move forward. And that's same with your day-to-day life. Like if you're giving your 100% today, but 100% last week meant the kitchen was cleaned. It's okay. You're still, you're still giving it your all. And that's what I was telling the girls yesterday during a motivational zoom that I asked to be on. And it's like you, not every day you're going to crush it. Right. Mm -hmm. But you don't need to believe in yourself to show up for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. Not, and I feel like we sometimes get those intertwined. Like, well, I have to believe in myself in order to be consistent mm-hmm. and show up. No, belief has nothing to do with showing up and being consistent. Mm-hmm. You just have to take action. Take action. Mm-hmm. You don't need belief in your in taking action. You just need to show up. But I guarantee that, you'll, you know, the more positive days you have versus negative because you're taking action to show up whether you feel it or not you're down the road, you're going to feel better. Mm-hmm. You're going to show up better. You're going to have better days, you know? And I, I feel like that's a big one, but, um, and just staying consistent. Yeah. Even when you don't feel like it. It's yeah. The, and that's a hard one. The mind's a muscle. Like, so just like working, you know, staying consistent with your workouts to staying consistent with showing up every day, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Even if you don't feel like it, it becomes your, your brain, you're wiring your brain. Right to be successful. Yeah. And it does not, it doesn't define you. If all you had to do is do the dishes today, like I said last week, you're not walking around with something over your head that says she only washed dishes. (laughs) He only washed the dishes. No, it doesn't define you. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, like you said, show up hundred percent the next day and the Mm -hmm. next day and the next day, whether you feel like it or not, just show up, Mm -hmm. take action and show up for yourself in the long run. You know, you're just building your own Mm self-confidence too in your mind. So you're building a solid foundation. Um, but what about this self-love journey? So I know hubby came in the picture. <laughs> he did. Um, <laughs> and he swept you right under the, he <laughs> off your feet, huh, oh Mr. Goodness. Puerto Rican. <laughs> He's incredible. Um, I So, so far what I've shared was a self-love journey. And, and shortly after all of that, I really came into my self-love. And when you can experience that, it's powerful. Mm-hmm and freeing and such a a weight is lifted that you never even realized you had right and I I I was 28 at the time and uh 27 27 or 28 and um just really owned who I was owned my past loved myself and just was proud of who I became um I could, and the reason I'm crying is because um, I need to work at getting back to that. Yeah. 
but um, but I have felt it and it, it took me 28 years to get there. <laughs> and it was so incredible. And it's so funny because that's when I met my husband. <laughs> of course, when you love yourself and you're just so mm-hmm. content and you're so happy, yeah. you know what you're working towards, you, you know, oh, it's like I said, it's just so freeing and it's so incredible. And they say when you're not looking, you find the right guy. Yeah, and, there you go. Um, and I remember, oh, my husband's incredible. We've been married for almost three years now, but, um, you guys just glow together. When so, I saw you guys on Saturday, I was like, oh, <laughs> thank you. It's beautiful to see. I still just, he still blows me away. I just, um, everything I was looking for and did not think existed. Um, he didn't live in California. Funny. He actually lived in New Hampshire and I phone interviewed him. <laughs> So. Oh my! <laughs> See, this is why I love doing this podcast. We even have <laughs> love stories. Interview. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a new one. It was a phone interview, and uh, he interviewed very well, which is always attractive. Which is when someone can speak well, and you know, right, is professional. And um, he made me laugh though throughout the interview. And I remember hanging up the phone and uh, calling my friend at work, and I said, "Dude, I just phone interviewed this guy." And he just has an awesome personality. The phone interview went longer than it should. We were talking about, you know, work-related history and things like that, but he was just awesome. And she said, oh, that's cool. And I said, yeah, I'm going to fly him out for a face-to-face interview. Well, if you saw my husband, (laughs) it didn't take long after that face-to-face interview to just, I remember watching. Tawny is very beautiful. So you can just imagine when they both saw each other. I actually felt like he was out of my league, but um, so I interviewed him. Um, but honestly, I wasn't looking for a relationship. Um, he got the job. He, we stayed in contact. We were we remained friends for about a year. Um, his side of the story is really funny. Um, <laughs> really funny. Apparently <laughs> this is a little off, but I just have to tell this. Yeah, go ahead. We had a candy jar in um, the HR office. And when him and I finally started dating, it was a year after I hired him. He says, <laughs> Girl, I went into that office every day for candy. He said, I didn't care about the candy. I was looking for you. And I didn't think he was, I thought he was, I was like, okay, he's, he's stretching that a little bit. He probably went one, yeah. in once or twice. And um, I said, okay, whatever. And he said, yeah. And every time I called you with a work-related question, I didn't care. I already knew the answer. I was just trying to find a reason to talk to you. And I'm thinking my whole thing is, yeah, whatever. This this is your lines. Okay. That's cool. We're only going to date for like three months. You're new to California. California women are beautiful. That was my big thing. said, You'll be here for three months and then you'll see California women and I'll, oh I'll be gosh. in the back, which She's is fine. one of those women. <laughs> no. don't, don't let which I was me. like, that's fine because I loved who I was. Right. So it was okay with me. Yeah. I said, you yeah, know what? Like, I love doing things. Yeah. I love like going places. I'll show you California. You've never yeah. been here. How fun would that be? And in three months, when you find your lady friend, congratulations. <laughs> Thinking nothing of it. He's telling you, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> well, like when people, it was like a year later. I it, We never brought our relationship to work. It was a year later and the two girls at the front desk were like, are you guys dating? And I said, yeah. And they said, that guy came in here every day and ate our candy. And we always thought. He wasn't, he wasn't flirting with us. He never even really talked to us. We thought he hated his job. <laughs> and I said, really? And they said, yeah, but he was just coming in here to see you. And it's so funny. Cause then you hear everything he told me yes. coming from other people and I'm like, oh my goodness. But he isn't lying. That wasn't a, he is so moved line. And uh, he started, he <laughs> asked me what gym I went to. 
So he started going to the gym and I thought it was, it was so he's six, three, he's tall, you know, big, naturally built, but yeah. was totally for taking any advice from me, which is rare. Yeah. A lot of times with males. Right. Right. And he needed help with a squat and any, anyways, so I helped him with the squat and he was just so stoked and he just was super supportive and Again, I, that's a whole other, I can go on about him forever, but I, I found him and he's incredible to this day. He is just um, so supportive and I adore him. Hardworking, an incredible dad and still, I feel like we're dating. Sometimes I, I forget that we're actually married because he's still like, he's just, I'm very lucky and without a doubt, I know I'm, I'm blessed to have him. And now we have our little boy. Yes. And so uh we got married. Um, we actually got engaged and then four or five months into planning our wedding, I had my dress, we had our venue booked, <laughs> we had our bridal party picked out, we had the date, save the dates, everything. We found out we were pregnant. So we canceled the wedding. We yeah. got married. We we just went to the courthouse and got married. We yeah. knew our our marriage was going to, was way more important than our wedding. Right. Right. And so if we can make a beautiful marriage, it didn't matter about Mm -hmm. having a beautiful wedding. Yeah. And, uh, so then we had our little boy and being a mom is incredible. Becoming pregnant unexpected was very difficult for me though, especially when, uh, I had waited 30 years to find this man and, you know, live my life with. And, um, I, I, so I, I really struggled in that area and that's a hard thing for me to admit because, um, a lot of people take it as me being selfish. Um, because I, I know there's people that wish, you know, maybe struggle with infertility Mm -hmm. or, and not, no, by no means, is it? I love my son. He is incredible. He's the coolest little kid. He is. <laughs> he is. He loves those cupcakes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he is so awesome. And oh, we have so much fun. It was just, you know, uh, unexpected. And um, not only that, after I had him, um, my husband had brought up the idea, do you want to stay home? And it, honestly, I no. I said, no, I loved my job. I loved my job. Um, and I, just the idea of it was, I was 31 now I was 30, I was still 30, but I'm um, turning 31 and I worked, I started working when I was 16, saved my money. Like that's how I bought my house so young. Yeah. And, you know, and my, my identity was, I had 14 years of experience in this field and that that was who I was and I loved it and, and I was good at it. And, um, so I said, no, I can make it work. And he said, okay. And, uh, he loved the idea of me being home mm-hmm. with it. Uh, uh, he loved the idea of one of us being there to raise him. Right. Right. Not missing out on anything. Yeah. Yeah. And just always being available. And, right. um, he was on cloud nine. He he'll tell the joke. Cause I cried when I found out I was pregnant and this guy, he was stoked. He, he went and got ice cream from the fridge. And then he, he said, we're going to celebrate. This is awesome. And he was so, he started buying bottles and onesies and he was, which is honestly the greatest thing you can ask for. You know, yeah. I, <laughs> He laughs because I was crying. I was like, you're going to yeah. leave me. And he's like, why would I leave you? Why oh my, would I, I got to say just, something after you're done. Oh, my but, God. You know, that's unfortunately, that's very you yeah. know common. And I was still, 
even after a couple years, surprised to find such an incredible man yeah. that I'm all, oh, this is where it turns. Yeah. This is no, where it goes yeah. bad. Like, <laughs> I, I, I cried. Uh, it was May 6th. We found out we were going oh, to that's Lincoln. when Branson was born. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. See, our energies aligned. Um, May 6th, I found out I was pregnant with Lincoln, and that's my best friend's birthday. So she's, well, my sister didn't answer, so I called her second, but remember just crying and freaking out. Oh my God, my parents are going to kill me because being raised Catholic and Hispanic, like you Uh get married first, but we had already been engaged for two years. But when I mean I was broken and loved to self-sabotage, I mean it like, and that's why, like I was writing today, like Lincoln really saved me in regards to love Mm -hmm. and it's okay to be loved and it's okay to love. But yeah, I was crying too, girl. And he was like, okay, well, well this is what we're going to do. You're going to breastfeed. And oh, um, funny. he, he was plan. like, yeah. And I'm like, huh? Like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Like my parents are going to kill me. Like I'm legit. Like, and no, nothing to speak bad about my parents. Cause oh my God, they're the I thought most the exact amazing. Same thing. We're Catholics. Yeah. But that was my whole thing. Like I'm going against the church. I'm going against my culture. Like, this is wrong on so many <laughs> levels, but the greatest gift. Oh, yeah. And my parents were so excited. And I just remember he laughs when I, I'm like we said, I'm six months pregnant now. And when I sh- shared the news with him this time, he just he was so excited again. He loves he's ready for a third. And the second one's not even here. <laughs> and um, and he says, well, you handled this one much better. <laughs> Leave me alone. He looks at Branson. Your mom cried when oh she, my but gosh. it was nothing against Branson. I love right. my little boy. Yeah. And um, so anyways, I went back to work and um, we tried it. It was very difficult. We both, we worked not 10 hour shifts. We had about a, probably an hour commute, full round trip. So, but yeah. we were gone for about 11 hours a day because we still worked together. Um, like same company, but different facilities, things like that. And, um, so it just wasn't working and we kind of realized, okay, like actually when we realized it was Branson was seven, nine months old and, um, something had happened. He started crying and he ran to my mom because my mom was watching him while we were at work. Yeah. So that was his comfort zone and that we, we did have a hard time with that. And so it was so hard, difficult because being a working mom, they say it weighs on your heart yeah. and being a stay at home mom, it weighs on your sanity. Yeah. And, um, so I put in a five weeks notice because <laughs> I just, I, I loved my job. I had a lot of respect for them. I've been there for a long time. And, uh, my last day, it was actually right before the pandemic hit. So it was oh, okay. re- literally about, I, I stopped working about a year ago to be a stay at home mom. And, um, that is hard for me to admit publicly, but when, um, I would say I started to break, uh, I, I lost a lot of my self-love, um, probably close to all of it. And, um, it was this whole new identity that I (laughs) had no idea where to even go. And I worked in my career for a long time. Um, I, I was making six figures. I owned my own home, had my own, you know, my, I had two cars, um, never lived that lavish lifestyle. It's not my personality. <clears throat> I was always one that just saved until I wanted yeah. to travel. That's where my money went. Smart. 
yeah, I never was into like purses or clothes or shoes or anything. Um, it just went to savings unless I wanted to go on a trip somewhere. Um, but going from having that super solid foundation financially, um, I think for me, almost as it was just my own foundation, you know, God forbid something ever happened to my husband. I was secure. I knew I'd be okay. I could take care of me and my son and whatever, whatever it may be, but also little things like when it was my husband's birthday, like I could go buy him a gift and it's not his money, you know, things like that. Yeah. No, the small things. Yeah, absolutely. It was who I was. And, um, and again, like there's a lot of judgment. I've always just kept that to myself because I do get a lot of judgment saying that, um, cause I know I'm very blessed to be able to be a stay at home mom. I do. And I don't take it for granted at all. I've already seen the, it's been a year now and the benefit that it has with my son and the relationship that yeah, he is my no. best buddy. We do right. everything together. And, um, but it was very hard, uh, you know, waking up, um, I think the hardest thing is, and I feel like a lot of moms can relate to this, is you never really feel like you're that great at it. And um, I was really good at my job. And I'm not saying that like, oh, look, but I I moved up. I was respected by my employees, but because I respected them. Mm -hmm. I had an incredible working relationship with everyone I, I worked with. The communication was open and it was just... I never called in sick. I never, I just really, like I said, I really loved what I did. Um, I was very successful. Um, I, it came to me like the back of my hand. It was just something so natural. And, um, they say when you, when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. Right. And so that's what my life was for so long. And then becoming a mom is so hard. (laughs) It really is. A lot of self-doubt constant like I remember my sister asking me so what's it like to to be a mom like how is it I said it's it's awesome I mean the little things when you can put this when you're the one that puts a smile on that little boy's (laughs) face whatever it may be and it's usually you looking real stupid behind the camera (laughs) Um, there's a lot of sound effects you Mm -hmm. start making Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh it's fun but you I told her I said you you do go to bed at night feeling defeated at times. And I said, um, so that's something I remember becoming, um, I, I suffered with postpartum, um, depression and anxiety. Um, not the anxiety to where I was anxious. I, uh, because I've done research and I, I went to counseling for it. Um, a lot of moms have anxiety, like something bad's going to happen. My kid's going to stop breathing. My kid's going to get hurt things. I had anxiety because I was so used to being go, go, go. Um, and when you have a newborn, a lot of it's sit, slow down, slow down, sit Mm -hmm. and rock, sit and feed, sit and what hold, whatever it may Mm -hmm. be. And, um, so I struggled. I had anxiety. I had a really hard time just sitting and then, um, figuring out who I was, uh, my delivery was very traumatic. My, actually my pregnancy was, um, and I I was high risk. Uh, my liver stops functioning when I get pregnant. And so I'm at a super high risk for a stillbirth because my body's not functioning the toxins. It's a really rare liver disease called cholestasis. It only happens when you're pregnant, but it's like one in every couple thousand. And, um, but you can handle it. That's why he threw it to you again. (laughs) Oh gosh, this is getting fun. (laughs) (laughs) 
so my pregnancy was very difficult. And then, um, my delivery, I had to deliver him early. It was really pretty traumatic. My body, uh, it got pretty screwed up. Um, so I struggled with my body image after I had mm-hmm. him, uh, quite a bit. I gained 50 pounds with him, but because of my delivery, I came home from the hospital, 60 pounds heavier. Even after giving birth to a 10 pound baby, I came home. I was pumped with so much fluid and I had to do an emergency C-section. So my body just, I was a month early. So my body was not ready for labor period. And, um, so I'd say I'm still kind of, he's, he's about to be two and I'm having my second, which I am so excited for. (laughs) We're having a little girl. We're naming her Remington. Um, oh, that is beautiful. So we are, she's due on my birthday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, and they're going to be about two years apart. And so we are stoked, but, um, I just, I motherhood is, the, ha, was a very difficult identity for me to come into. Mm-hmm. I haven't fully come into it. And I, I really wish it was discussed more because I remember, um, especially with social media and society, you see all the great sides Mm -hmm. of being a mom. And there are so many incredible sides to being a mom. But I remember almost thinking like, there's this room and all these moms are standing in it. It's kind of dark. And this is the best way for me to explain it. And society is on the outside of that room. And no, no mom is allowed to walk through that door until they are all smiles and everything is perfect and their hair is done, and their makeup is done. But on the other side of that door are moms that are struggling, moms that are tired, moms that are doing their best but don't feel like they're doing well. And I remember feeling like I just entered this room, and I'm looking around thinking, why does no one talk about this? Yeah. Why does no one give heads up? I mean, you don't have to be, like I said, there's so many incredible things to being a mom. And I love right. that that's talked about. And I love that that's shared, um, because it's positive. But what about the struggles? But there are struggles and it's okay to struggle and it's okay to be, you know, uncomfortable with your body at first, you yeah. know, and having to adjust to it. And it's okay if you can't breastfeed and it's okay if you can breastfeed for years and it's okay if you're a stay at home mom and it's totally okay if you're a working mom and it's just, it's just okay not to have it together. Yes. And that was like the biggest one for me because, you know, suffering from body dysmorphia and binge eating before mom, you know, I kind of took my body for granted. I was just like, whatever. And then having stretch marks for the first time and having this body that really looked like it just got in a car wreck. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was, I've been told that so many times um, until I believed it, you know, and then it was kind of like I had to pick up the pieces, but no one talks about those things. No one talks about how our bodies change or how our minds change and the daily struggles. We see this beautiful highlight reel all the time, Mm -hmm. but it's like when I seen how many other moms are suffering from accepting their change or the messages that break my heart the most is, um, how do I, how do I get, how do I repair my body or how do I take that away? Like it doesn't go away. I mean, those marks are there. Those, Mm -hmm. those, whether you have stretch marks or cesarean scar, like those marks gave life, Mm -hmm. but we don't talk about it as being okay. So then we just shelter ourselves in this blanket 
hoping that our kids don't see us break down or behind the bathroom door. And there's times where I'll stand and I'm like, am I doing this right? Like, how did my mom have it all together? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did, how is she so perfect? Cause there's not a day goes by where I'm like, she never, she always had it together. Yeah. Like she always, mm-hmm. but like talking to her now, she'll like tell me, she's like, I had my moments. Like it's hard being a mom, but the fact that we don't talk about it is the problem. Mm-hmm. We don't like, I'll, you know, uh, I'll tell Mike, I just, just for five seconds, please, please. I'm just like when the kids are all wired and they've been going all day and I'm like, I just need a minute. Mm-hmm. Not that I love Lincoln and Lillian. They're oh, my absolutely. whole world and I do everything with them. And, and, and I could, I can't be without them. Like mm-hmm. when she stays and he can't either. Like when they stay over my parents, it's weird. He's like, can we go pick them up? And I'm like, <laughs> can we go get thing. them? Like it's been like eight hours. And then, um, and the kids, like they love being home more, even more so after, uh, with COVID like now they're my hip attachment. Mm-hmm. Like they cannot leave Lincoln, let alone and Lily from time to time. We'll like my, we'll have to like, like nudge her like, Hey, Nana wants to go. And like, she'll see my mom out the window. She'll say, okay, I'll go. But if she <laughs> sees me going, she has a harder time, like uh, detaching yeah. from my hip. But yeah, no one talks about those things. No one talks about our, our struggles and the, and a lot of it lately, I feel like the messages I do receive are moms and I received one from you too. And I, and I still have it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just because someone's a life coach or, you know, has, impl- has had that feeling of self-love at some point in their life, doesn't mean that there's going to be a point in their life where they don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know, you, it, that's why it's called a, a journey. Mm-hmm. It's a lifelong relationship because it has its ups and down moments. But I think motherhood is such like, it's hard and, and, and self-love with motherhood and a mixture of your body changing and your mind changing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I kind of think of it like when I was in school and adolescence and it's like, you're, when you're an adolescent, you're trying to take full control of your mind and you can't cause are these hormones. And it's kind of like being a mom. Like, yeah you know, all these hormone changes and you're fluctuating up and down and you just can't get it together sometimes. And you're crying out of nowhere. You don't even know why you're crying. <laughs> you're washing the dishes and you start to cry. And you're like, they're just dishes. Like it's not that bad. Right. But I mean, and you want to be the best example for your kids and, and, and you're hoping and praying you're doing the best. best. Yeah. But like you said, when you see that smile, everything changes, but then their smile, but it also starts within you too. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause your happiness, your love for yourself is what's going to translate into who they grow up to mm-hmm. be because, you know, our confidence is a plays a part in their confidence. Yeah. And I mean, even on days where I don't feel like it, I do the mirror rule and you mm-hmm. should see Lily. She'll go up and she's like, <laughs> and Lincoln <laughs> will do cute. it when I'm not watching, but like when I'll catch them time to time, but Lily's all up in there. Like, smiling at herself and she's like, I'm beautiful. <laughs> she's like, I love you. And I'm like, all right, girlfriend, we're, we gotta go. We That's gotta go. Awesome, but though. it's beautiful to see, mm-hmm. especially, um, you know, like we were saying earlier, you don't, you're not always going to believe it. You're no. not always going to feel it, but it's just that repetitive. Yeah. Re- yes, absolutely. That day in and day out, but you're right. We don't, we don't talk about self-love enough, um, when it comes to motherhood or just, having it all together. Like it's okay if you don't yeah. type of deal. It's okay. If you're suffering, that doesn't take away from your story. And that was said to me during the podcast on the street parking mama's podcast, when 
I always tend to say, um, but at least my kids are healthy. My mm. traumatic experiences with both birth, at least my kids are healthy. And she looked at me and she goes, you know, don't take away from your experience. Yeah. And that's doesn't just that that's also translate into your day to day. Don't don't try to use. Well, my, my kids were fed today or they were happy. Like, it's OK not to have it together. Yeah. And that was a big one that kind of rocked me because. And I told her, too, I was like, it was hard for me to accept that. And like just hearing those like, it's OK, like from somebody else. And as a mom, too, it was like, yep, here I go. I'm going to cry again. And I was mm-hmm. just like flooded in tears. And it's OK. Like and we but I feel that pressure, that mm-hmm. society pressure and, you know, trying to be perfect and picking up the pieces. And, you know, you use the term broken earlier, but, you know, not that we're really broken because we got all our limbs intact, but you know, we tend to feel that way because of all these standards. Mm -hmm. In reality, there's no standard. There's no manual to live by. You just honestly, like your kid's happiness, your happiness, your, you know, your spouse, but your happiness and your kids, like, cause your happiness is going to feed off your kid's Mm -hmm. happiness. So, you know, all just really comes together. Yeah. It was great. I had my uh, cancer checkup a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. My dermatologist found out I was pregnant. She congratulated me. And she actually said um, it comes from a psychologist that was originally a pediatrician. Mm-hmm. Um, and his famous saying to moms is good enough is good enough. And it just hit me. And so after she told me that, I went and I researched him and I looked it up. And he was saying how, you know, society, social media puts this um, pressure on moms right. to be perfect. But perfect moms are really doing a disservice. Not that perfect moms right. even exist, but um, a disservice to their kids. Because to help your kids grow mentally um, and ha- have that development, they need to experience frustration. Right. And they need to experience um when things don't go as planned and they need to experience a little bit of chaos that it's actually helping them in the long run. And so I, it sounds so silly, but when she said that she's all good enough is good enough. It's like, wow, I need to write that on my wall. (laughs) And it really is. It's It's those powerful, simple words moments from my dermatologist. And and those, yeah. So simple moments that are like, we just need, we're adults, but just like kids and we just need positive reinforcement. Yeah. And from not from people like outside of our comfort zones. I mean, I'm not your mom, yes, your mom, no, you're right. your husband's your husband. And he'll tell you there's times where I'm just like, I just don't know if I'm doing a good job. Like with the whole homeschooling, like, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah. and he's like, look at how long, how far they've come. Like Lincoln for the longest time, like he had a hard time saying ours oh, okay. and like, he, he, I were having this conversation. <laughs> you guys don't notice it, but I, stu- I used to oh, stutter yeah. a lot. And I was like, oh, he speaks faster than what's he's trying to project or whatever. Uh-huh. And I do the same thing sometimes. So I'm like, like, I'll go really, really fast when I'm talking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hold on, slow it down. Like take a deep breath. And then I'll re- repeat myself over and over, you know, and most people now you guys are going to be like, oh my God, let me listen to her. <laughs> But he has the same thing I have. So, but just seeing those small improvements, you know, and like you said, good enough is good enough. And we just have to kick back sometimes and see that we're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Like 
But again, we sometimes we just need that positive reinforcement from the outsider looking in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like your comment at the gym when we first met. Like I said, I'll never forget that. It just made my day and it made me feel like I was doing something right. Like, yeah, I, I thought for so sure you it encouraged me to have a second. Baby <laughs> 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 <I'm> number two <laughs> on the way. <laughs> Don't tell me that because I'm already like, hmm. I was just telling my, the hairdresser this day for Lincoln's haircut. I'm like, everybody's pregnant around me. You know, when you really want another one and then everybody you know is pregnant. I was like, that's how you feel right now. Okay. And like, but it, and Mike always says I'm easier pregnant. He's like, you just are, you're already so simple. He's like, but you're like really extreme. That's simple. What, like, that's like, Jason's like Cause I've like, you said earlier and I'm just like sitting right here. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, I feel like relating to you a lot right now. Like I need to know you on like another level, but I've never been into purses, not no like brand names. Like I'm just kind of like, Still wearing the same clothes, some of them I've had from college. <laughs> I'm like, gotta get rid of them slowly but surely. Not and, you until know, they have a hole. <laughs> yeah. My pants have a bad. And I'm like, when I start to get holes in the middle, you know, crotch, yeah. I'm like, all right, it's time yeah. to toss those out. And Mike's like, we gotta get you new Levi's. And I'm like, right. That's too funny. <laughs> so, yeah, that's. I remember when we got pregnant. Uh, Jay's best friend kept saying, "She having mood swings? Is she kind of crazy? Is she?" And no. She's super chill. She's yeah. she's fine. Like uh, she and Jay says, "Thank you for being so easy pregnant." I was like, "Oh, you're welcome." I'm, I might keep some of it to myself. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I cry when you're at work. Right, right. <laughs> Always like, yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, um, I know. I feel like I could sit here and talk for hours. I know. With me you. too. Me too. <laughs> but um, you know, being a life coach and having different um, you know, clients, um, that you've taught, but in regards to self-love, what would be something, you know, you having experienced yourself and you said it, and it's very, very, very difficult for me to explain it to somebody else too, because it's like, it's just free. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's like, it's so incredible. It's yes. Like you just sit there and you just cry. And you feel happy. You can't stop smiling. And it's hard. Everything's okay. It's crazy. Everything is, everything in life is okay because you know who you are. Yeah. And it's just something, like you said, so powerful. But from being that person, you know, what advice would you give someone? Because, you know, now you're going through an, um, a diff, you know, now you're in this motherhood journey and you're trying to get to that self-love again where you, you know, you felt that freedom. Um, but what advice, what, what, what are some things that you would tell people like that worked for you? Like, you know, some insight. Cause I feel like each and every one of us has like different pointers. Like Mandy pointed out some things that might've worked for her, but you know, I, just think, you know, people can implement those too. Maybe that's something that they can relate or feel like they have a connection towards. Um, your, your mirror process is very similar. I think if you can sit down, um, and maybe because my background's HR, but I always say too, if you ever have an opportunity to interview somewhere, go interview, even if you don't want the job, it gives you a whole hour to brag about yourself. Oh, I like that. You know, you get to go, oh, I've done this. I've accomplished this. I've done that. This is my education. This is my background, whatever it may be. And very rarely do you get that opportunity. And, um, but you can interview yourself, you know, 
at home? What, what have you accomplished? What are you proud of? What are things that people don't know about you? Yeah. You know, and it could be what, you know, in an interview, I wouldn't be like, I deadlift 375. <laughs> like, but you know, whatever it may yeah. be. Like, you know, I, I've overcome this obstacle. You know, when you, when you look back at your obstacles, it's for me, it's not a, a why me anymore. It's just, yeah. it's almost, I thank goodness it was me because it created me and I'm happy with who I am, you know? And so relive the obstacles because you overcame them, right. not the obstacle, but the overcoming the obstacle yeah. and the, the little things you've accomplished to the things that you're good at, um, whether it's cooking or whatever it may be working out and just keep reminding yourself of all the things you are good at. And then, um, this probably sounds silly, but I remember when I was real deep down in the hole and just needed help, I would go on Pinterest mm -hmm. and I have a, a board and it's called strength. And I would just search strong women quotes, strength quotes, confidence quotes. I like that. And sometimes you're reading them and there are, there are not things you would ever say out loud. <laughs> like, I'm a badass mom, whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah. it might be, you know, I would never, but when you're reading it to yeah. yourself or when it's, you know, wake up, get ready, put on some lipstick and hustle. Yeah. Like little things I think like you that. had something similar like that on one of your posts when I was scrolling way back. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have a whole and you just go through and you read them and it slowly for me again, this is just me for me. It slowly built me up and it, it was almost a reminder that I am strong. Yeah. I have overcome a lot. I have a lot to be proud of. I have a lot to be thankful for. And I think that's very important too. Um, one thing I, I try to share with my clients or anyone is if, if you woke up today and all you had in life was everything you thanked God for last night, would you have anything? Did you thank him that you have all your limbs, that you're healthy, your family's healthy? You have a car that takes you to work. You have work. You have an income. You have a home. You have, I mean, I, I think, um, to build a foundation, I say to have an attitude of gratitude is very That's important. Beautiful. And so sometimes just taking that moment, going over everything you're grateful for, everything you're damn good at, everything you've accomplished, everything you've overcome, and you're not being conceited because they're facts. Right. You're stating facts and those facts are exactly who you are and you should be proud of who you are. I like that. You got really deep right there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try that. I've never interviewed myself. Yeah, interview yourself. Like, like, welcome. To, like, like very great topic. <laughs> it all started back in yeah. 1980. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, I've never heard that before. You interview. see, that's what I mean. It's like um, there's so many like different, you know, little things you could do, but we don't hear them all. If you go on Google, it's just going to show you like, here's a lifeline, self, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. a coach or, you know, like what self-love is, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but, you know, I feel like us everyday people, you know, we implement or our own ideas too, like, you know, get nifty and like, you know, these exercises that might help. But mm -hmm. I think like it could help somebody else. Maybe someone's not benefiting from the mirror rule. Um, so. My brother-in-law lost his job from COVID. Yeah. And he got a call for an interview. This was a few months ago. And we were talking. He said, I, would, I wouldn't I would take the job even if I got it. I said, go interview. He said, why? 
And I said, it gives you an hour where you get to just talk about yourself. You get to talk about everything you've accomplished, everything you're proud of, go. And so he went and he came to me the next day. He said, I did the interview. I said, did you walk out feeling like a badass? And he said, I did. I really did. And I said, good. And I said, then you're prepared for your next interview for the job that you want. Cause you remember everything you have to be proud of. Like, and it is, it's just, so again, interview yourself, like (laughs) go over everything you've accomplished in life. It doesn't have to be work related. I love that. I love that. Now this last question is for you. Okay. I I want you to use this time and, um, you know, with you healing in your journey and, and being vulnerable, like just showing up today and sharing your life with us. I want you, what would you, if you could go back and like talk to that person that's found self-love or that 22 year old me, what would you tell her? What would you tell her today? That everything's going to be okay. And to nothing on this planet or in this world will ever be able to get in the way of what God truly has planned for you. Nothing's strong enough. So just be a good person and keep fighting because he's on your side. And keep thinking, well, if this... I can't use my legs, but I could do this. <laughs> I can't use my. That's a that's beautiful though, because I mean you've seen the positive, um, and for some people, you know, some people don't. Whatever you believe in, spiritual yeah, or what, I mean, a higher whatever, power, whatever, higher whatever, power, whatever. Because you know, the universe. I know a lot of people feel like the universe speaks to them. Um, God speaks to them. Whatever higher. And power. I'm a true believer. If you and, whatever you put into the universe, yeah, you're gonna get back. yeah, like yeah. Absolutely. And I think as long as you're being a good person and you're showing up, yeah. you're showing up every day and you're putting in the fight. Nothing's going to get in the way of what's meant to be. Right. Right. Well, before we share quotes and all that jazz, um, we are going to, I'm going to have Tawny. She's sitting right oh, yeah. here, so I'm not cheating. Yeah. Okay. And then <laughs> we'll go on IGTV right after. But um, I do have, the names in a hat. I promise you, I'm not <laughs> cheating. No, they're in a hat. Black hat. Okay. Street parking. Uh, yes. Yep. <laughs> um, with uh, slime that Lily decided to put in my hat last night. But um, she's going to pick out two names. One at a time? Or you want to just pull two? Pull one at a time. Nice. Okay. All right. So, and this is winner number one. And remember, both winners do get a swag bag. And then you get a customized self-love effect ring. Uh, but you get all the good stuff, the hoodie, all the tie dye, good stuff. So, um, hold on one second. Making it good. (laughs) I kind of tied these tight. Okay. All right. The first winner is honey blonde. She's at honey blonde gets fit. Well, underscore gets fit. Um, now just a little on her. I loved her photos. I'm not going to elaborate too much because you guys will see the whole thing, but I feel like her photos really spoke to me, um, showing her scars and just being raw and vulnerable. Try to remember all these photos by heart because they were all so beautiful. I'm always like, I always get so sensitive about, um, 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's going to freak out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, and our second winner awesome. of the giveaway is Miss Mandy Munoz. And Mandy, <sighs> we both know personally. Yes. That's why I had my reaction. <laughs> um, she was on one of our episodes, episode four, four. but gosh, she has such a light right <sighs> now. Like that just like, Whew. I was talking to her today. I said, I'm so nothing is getting in her way. No. Oh my gosh. Her determination oh and dedication gosh. is motivating. She, like she is on fire right now. That, oh I'm gosh. so excited. She, for like her. I went, I, after we got done recording the podcast, she walked out and she was just like different. I can't explain it. And I saw it again on Saturday. I love and it. And her shorts. And she's like this, I'm telling you, I don't know. Like everything that I had weighing me down was just lifted. And she goes, nothing is standing my way. And I do believe it. I'm a badass. She is. I am she, a she badass. Motivated. I told her today, I was like, you are so motivating and to me. all like, her pictures lately, like, and her videos, like I even, she even goes, you're the group you're in. Um, a, a couple of the girls have reached out. One of them like wrote to me and I was like, oh, you mean street parking? <laughs> 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 my community. That group. Uh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I can't remember. Maybe born primitive. I said, Oh no, that's not that. Uh, that's apparel. But you mean street parking? My street parking moms. Um, yeah. So it it was. Um, I'm so excited. I'm excited yeah. for both of you. Yeah. Congratulations. For, congratulations, ladies. So I I'll we'll do live right now. But congratulations. Um, thank you for participating. Thank you for everyone who participated. Um, we will be releasing the collage and also the video here soon for women's. Um, history month but I just feel like it's a month of empowerment too for us women just remembering our you know just to be reminded not remembering reminded of our worth you know that we are enough whether we're moms or not because you don't need to be a mom to have a story um but just to always remember our worth that we're worthy and we are enough and we are powerful and together sharing our stories we can empower one another and you know not no one story is better than the other. No one woman is better than the other. We're all human. We're all equal. Um, yes, we're all different. But if we could just impact each other in a positive light, like Tani said earlier, it would just be a better place. The world would just be better. Be so We'd be able to breathe a little better at night um, <laughs> instead of, you know, our stress levels going up all the time <laughs> and feeling so emotional. But um Tanya, thank you so much for being on the podcast, for sitting with me. But, you know, you said earlier when we first started that you just felt like oh, you weren't sure because all the women before you, but you have such a strong story to tell. Um, not everyone can be thrown this and this and this and just and it's when it especially when it has to do with your physical, you know, you know, because it's like when you're throwing something like that, it's like that's it. I can't write again. I can't walk again. Uh, you know, cancer is gonna, that's it. You know, I'm done. You know, let's just end it now. You know, mm -hmm. just kind of gives up mentally just breaks down and that's it. But you were able to overcome and achieve and now change lives and be part of other people's lives and just, you know, shine your light and you radiate the sunshine. And I've told you that before, but there's something about you and it makes sense now that you're a life coach and, you know, when, you had first told me that, but it all made sense. Um, but just keep using 
your magic and your power because, you know, you were sent to this earth to help people. And I think that his plan is, you know, is still going and it's unwinding, but I think he has much bigger plans for you. Um, with whether it's just being a mom, but also being a coach. And now you get to impact more lives at FFI. And I'm just so happy for your next chapter. Um, so thank you so much. I really appreciate you being on. Thank you for having me and for allowing me to open up, you know, I I actually probably haven't opened up like this in, in a while, especially since becoming a mom. Um, but you have also been a huge help on this new journey of mom, (laughs) mom life. They say it's a walk in a park and Jurassic Park is the park that they're talking about. Yes, it is. I have a shirt. uh, I made a shirt that says that. When I saw that, I said, bingo. (laughs) But, um, you know, being surrounded by you and I honestly, FFI has so many strong, incredible moms and women. And um, that place definitely saved me through my postpartum. And uh, I'm super excited to have my second one, which that there shows me I'm I'm making steps and I'm feeling good. I'm getting there. I'm getting back to where I was. But it's definitely being surrounded by people like you and uh, listening to all the women you've had on here. And fortunately, I know a lot of them personally, which is also truly incredible and such a blessing that I, I don't take for granted. So yeah. thank you for having me and um, allowing me to share. Yeah. share. Yeah. You want to go ahead and end with your quote? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I have two I wrote down, but um, you can share both. Can I? Okay. Because one, I think with um, uh, kind of my, my history and my past, one thing I always told myself, um, similar to something I had just mentioned, but uh, sometimes those why me moments that feel like rejection is just God or the universe, a higher power, really just giving you redirection. So those two words are, are powerful to me. Sometimes rejection is just redirection. And then for anyone that has goals that they want to reach, um, you know, education goals, career goals, weight loss goals, physical goals, uh, don't be discouraged about how long it may take because that time is going to pass either way. I like that. And then, I don't know, did I, I, didn't, I didn't share that. You had a quote. I don't think I shared it. I think I shared it with you before. Yeah. But she also said, fear can be so damaging, but faith can be so rewarding. So whatever you might be going through, you know, don't give up on yourself. Um, Like she said, rejection is redirection. So, I mean, there is a light. You're just in the wrong door. You went Mm -hmm. through the wrong door. So just redirect yourself um, because life, the universe, God has another plan for you. So. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening, for your love and support. Um, really quick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, we did hit 1000 listens on Sunday. Um, and ah, it's so humbling. I'm very thankful. I pray and I hope that listening to the lives of you know, all these women that come on and we'll have men too. I've said it before, but sharing their journey that you guys, someone out there is being like their life is changing, that we're able to change lives together. This is not just me. And, you know, Mandy had said that earlier, like, oh my gosh, like 
can you just imagine how many lives you're changing? Well, it's not just not me. It's all of us. It's you taking the time to sit here and talk to me um, and share your experiences in hopes that we can change somebody else's life. So I thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Gracias a todos por su apoyo. Um, los quiero mucho. So I appreciate you. Um, and we'll just continue with the podcast and, you know, continue to share stories and shed light, especially with this month um, and empower one another. And thank you. I'm so grateful for all of you. And last but not least, some discount codes. <clears throat> Save your hands. Stop tearing. And go over to Wad and Done and get you some grips. They are disposable and they do work well. I can't remember the last time I tore. So save at checkout using Treasures 10. And then, of course, last but not least, well, not last but not least, but I don't even know why I said that, but <laughs> I'm like, I'm parched, okay? No, but um, head on over to Born Primitive, one of the best apparel companies in the world, always supporting, you know, they released um, a strong bra for your female hero. I thought that, you know, they're always doing stuff for the communities, uh, for different boxes. So head on over, get yourself some new gym apparel and save using Fit Mama 10. And if you're not a fan of apple cider vinegar, I know I am, but I still take the gummies anyways. Get yourself some apple cider gummies that don't even taste like apple cider. They kind of taste like just like those Flintstone vitamins. That's what mm -hmm. it tastes like and really chewy. Um, save at checkout at goalie using treasures, Lincoln's underscore treasures. And last, now last but not least, um, please give a huge follow and show some love to the UR brute force community. Uh, if you're looking for a different way to work out, get yourself a sandbag or right now, I know we got spotlight on our kettlebell sandbags head on over to brute force show them some love be a part of the community they will add you to the ur brute force um they will follow um and they're always highlighting everyone in the community so uplifting so um and coach k is just amazing and she's so full of woman empowerment and just one of the best girl gangs around so um <clears throat> but it is for men too okay i'm just saying <laughs> particular her she's she's awesome but um, thank you guys. Don't forget, you can, if you have any questions or concerns, comments, feel free to reach me at Desiree at selfloveeffect.com. And we also have our selfloveeffect.com shop for apparel. And yes, we still do have the tie-dye. Um, thank you guys again. Thank you again, Tani, for being here. And we will catch you guys later on the next episode. And... Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.